This is the Gum Guru with Dr. Macon Singletary from North Raleigh Periodontics. This is a show about keeping your teeth and gums healthy and how a healthy smile affects your overall health. Today's episode is called, Is Replacing All Your Teeth with Implants Really a Clear Choice or Is That a Bad Idea? Welcome back to the Gum Guru Podcast. I'm Jason Kong here in the studio with Dr. Macon Singletary. We also have Dan Gordon back with us. And I've been looking forward to this show for a while, Dr. Singletary, because I know that you're very passionate about not only just your customers and the patients that you have, but for those who may be susceptible to making decisions without the the full slate of knowledge that hopefully they would have when making a a pretty major decision. So we're going to be talking about implants and what we need to know when we're having our teeth replaced, because there's a lot that goes into this decision. Correct. You're right. Yeah, there there is a lot that goes into the decision, and this can be an expensive endeavor as well. But, you know, why did an individual lose their teeth to begin with is the first question. The four things that I look at, and I tell all my patients, you know, I look at the medical history, I look at the fact that they smoke, I look at their periodontal health, and that involves, you know, how the teeth fit together and their susceptibility to periodontal disease. And then the last thing is, do they have good width, height, and depth of bone? And if they pass all those tests, then they may be a good candidate. But really what happens when you hear advertising about implants in a day or, you know, all on fours and you know, do this in a day, it's fraught with problems. It could be that why did that person lose the teeth to begin with? And they may be frustrated because they do have periodontal disease and their teeth are loose and they want to be able to eat and they want to have options. And to take all the teeth out and put implants in and have a fixed uh, appliance that you don't have to take out at night sounds good, but it's fraught with error and probably failure. Yeah, and Dan, I, I want to bring you in here because I know you're very passionate about this as well. But sometimes these solutions are are painted with a brush that can can be inaccurate. You know, if I have a, a house on a on a floodplain and it gets flooded and I rebuild it, that's great. But I'm back in the floodplain, so I, I'm still susceptible to danger. So, give us your perspective on some of the, the the nature of some of these solutions that are are painted in a way that we need to a little bit more depth there. It's good to do your research on it because um, especially when you're talking about full mouth reconstruction, either replacing the entire upper arch in your maxilla and your mandible, that's a fairly involved surgical procedure that uh, is not covered by dental insurance. Now, if you were in an accident and it was caused by trauma, the medical would cover it, typically speaking, or workman's comp or something like that. But, I mean, we recently looked into it, you know, there are places in Atlanta that are charging, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 per arch to reconstruct someone's entire mouth. That's $100,000. Now, you wouldn't drop $100,000 without doing your homework, would you? So it's one of those things. And Dr. Singletary is correct when, you know, someone comes in and, you know, some of the larger firms or some of these implant companies or people who, you know, specialize in dentures that fit onto implants, they sort of paint it in a very rosy picture, you know, you know, come in. It's, it's really great marketing. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic marketing. But they're basically, you know, I'm not saying it's like a bait and switch, but at the end of the day, they're there to – run their business, which is to put, you know, fixed prosthetics onto implants. But at the same time, the patient has to take into consideration, what is the longevity of this? Will this look good for five years? Is this a 10-year investment? Is this, a, is this going to rest, last the rest of my natural life? And it's always good to get a good um, evaluation before you consider something like that. Because if you do build your house on the sand 
it's going to sink. Yeah, and Dr. Singletary, this this can be hard for people because, you know, usually this is a situation that hasn't just developed overnight. This is probably something that has taken its toll over time. And emotionally, you have someone who's probably really invested or really likes the idea of a solution that is quick and maybe could completely dramatically change their appearance and maybe bring them up emotionally as well. So it's something that we really need to consider and make sure, as Dan says, that we we do our homework to make a big decision like this. Yeah, yes, that's correct. And what happens, and I'm sensitive to that, and you always ask the patient when they come in, what's your goal? And then they tell me. But then my my goal and my job is to make sure that whatever is done for them is going to last. Now, you can't, I can look at a patient and based upon their history, I can sort of tell uh, what could be the scenario. I call it the pyramid of susceptibility. At the top of the pyramid is what causes periodontal disease, bacteria. Inside the pyramid, two things you inherit, your immune system to make up the saliva. Nothing you can do about that. So there's some people who I can look in their mouth, see no plaque, they're losing teeth because of their susceptibility. Implants would be tenuous with them. There's some people, they have tons of plaque, had their teeth cleaned 20 years, they're beginning to have problems, and they will have a problem if they put implants in, if they don't change their oral hygiene habit. But they may be more of a candidate for implant replacement, whether single or full arch. But there are four kinds of patients I see generally. Good teeth, good gums, rarely see them though, but maybe for implants or gum grafts. Bad teeth, good gums, same thing. Implants, probably good in them. Soft teeth, soft gums, that's your bless your heart group because you don't want to be in the bless your heart group because not only are you susceptible to decay, but you're susceptible to periodontal disease. And then there's the people who are susceptible to periodontal disease, but their teeth are hard as rocks. You know, they're not going to lose teeth due to decay, but they got gum disease. And some of these people, even though they haven't had fillings and restorations and then thinking, oh, you know, I can do implants, they're, they're, it's sort of sneaky with them. You know, their teeth, they don't have decay, but they got gum disease. So to interpret that, to be able to evaluate a patient and give them advice about what would be appropriate for them is really key. And it's not something that's done in five or ten minutes or over the phone or, you know, through the airway. Implants in the last 20 years have become the standard of care for tooth replacement. Prior to that, it was a three-unit bridge or it was an elongated bridge for multiple different teeth that have been prepped. Typically speaking, that when you replace a tooth with an implant, you get about 85% of your bite back or your bite force, your efficiency in chewing and everything else. And the same goes for fixed prosthetics. And actually a little bit lower because there's, um, there's fixed prosthetics that don't come out, but there's also... Um, hybrids, which come out, they pop out, they're connected by something called a locator abutment. Those don't have maybe 35, 40% of your natural bite force back. I mean, you couldn't eat an apple with it. Now, with a fixed prosthetic, you could. With um, a hybrid, you really can't. Or with a locator-supported uh, prosthetic, you can't. And then you have you know, people that are indentulous that are in the classical denture that are, it's, you know, the, the super polygrip that's created with um, like a looting agent and suction force and things like that. But what people have to understand, their natural teeth give them the best results. And that's why I like working with Dr. Singletary so much is because when someone comes in, I used to work for an implant company. I'm not going to say names, but it was one of the top three. And um, when I came to, to work for him, every patient I saw that had just a little bit of gum disease or a little bit of problems or, you know, mobility in some of the teeth, like, let's take them out and put in implants. That's all that I want to do because when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And the truth of it is, you know, implants, while they're a good option, the best option is still your natural dentition. 
And that took me a while to get my head around. Now, we've had patients come in for second opinions all the time. And, you know, without violating HIPAA, I can say, Miss Connie, we have a wonderful patient. Her name's Miss Connie. Um, she went to go see her general practitioner, and, and he took one look at her, one appointment, and said, we have to take out all your teeth. And she had 27 teeth in her head. We're going to indentulate you, which indentulation means we're going to take out all your teeth. We're going to graft everything. We're going to put in implants, and we're going to put a fixed prosthetic on it. She had a treatment plan that was upwards of $70,000. She was looking to reverse mortgage her home to pay for this treatment plan. But before she did, she came to see Dr. Singletary. And I've never seen someone so happy after getting, because when they, someone comes to see Dr. Singletary, you get a diagnosis, what's going on, you get a prognosis, what's the long term, and you get a treatment plan, how are we going to fix it? Now, I'm not saying our treatment plan was inexpensive, but it was a fraction and I do mean a fraction, less than, uh, on our side of it, it was less than a tenth of what she was quoted, and then the restorative side was still less than a tenth. But she got away paying less than 20%, and her smile looks absolutely fantastic. And her not only her aesthetics, but her functionality is way better than had it been a full arch restoration on the upper and the lower. She was so happy, in fact, she bought the entire office pizza. I mean, it was crap. <laughs> pizza party, that's, that's always great. Dr. Singletary, that's wonderful, but it's also frightening because, you know, you, you maybe expect that when you, you go into like a rogue mechanic or something mm -hmm. like that. But when, when you're entrusting someone with your health, there's, there's kind of an expectation there that they're really looking out for you and have your best interests. But you're always a big fan of promoting the idea of getting a second opinion. But that, that seems to really mm -hmm. ring true here. Yes. And, you know, Dentistry is more of a general dentistry. It's like a unit procedure focus. I mean, that's sort of how we're trained. You have a decay, you do a filling. You do a crown, you do a filling. Um, unfortunately, with this day and age, with knowledge and the fact that we, we are more health conscious, um, periodontal disease, everybody has some form of gum disease. And sometimes it's just a matter of with this individual, she just needed some treatment. And it cleared up. I mean, she's one of these people that you know, had a lot of plaque and calculus, and it looked like a just a disaster. Um, but once we eliminated the etiology, her teeth firmed up, and she, she got on board. But it's uh, it's 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 difficult uh, to explain to a patient that you you got other things going on. When you chew, you have bacterial showers in the bloodstream. You have medication that you're taking. You know, all these factors go into what would make a, a patient a good candidate. And you know, when you do a procedure, a three-unit bridge, you're done. You do a crown, you're done. With periodontal therapy, it's, it's, we're just beginning, particularly if you're susceptible because plaque grows back. And even my patients that are not susceptible to gum disease and we put implants in, I say, look, you, you go back to your dentist, get your teeth cleaned twice a year, but I like to assess your implant once a year. And it's, a, just, it's, it's very inexpensive. It's just a quick appointment. But having somebody else look at that implant in the way that I do is important because they can fail. They can be sneaky. They don't have to hurt. It's sort of like if it hurts, it's like high blood pressure and glaucoma. It's too late. Yeah, that's the scary part. And the, it seems like in this situation that maybe the patient thought that things were too far gone, but we, we really don't know that until we get a professional opinion on that. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, that's that's really the, the key there to make sure that you're getting that evaluation. And Dan, you know, it's it's also a situation where 
you may hear things that sound really good or you may see visuals that that look amazing, but until you get a good quality second opinion, you, you really need to do your research. You do. And here again, no, not knocking full arch restoration. We do it, you know, at our office all the time. It's just one of those things where, you know, if you had the choice between, you know, tearing down everything starting over again and really realizing it's a long-term investment. Not only that, but when you have a fixed prosthetic, I think something people really need to understand about Dr. Singletary, he's a specialist. He's, a, he's an implantologist. He's a periodontist. It's a two-step procedure. I mean, we will deliver a temporary if we do a full arch procedure that day. If we can, if there's enough stability. Typically speaking, with people that have periodontal disease, because the bacteria has attacked, has attacked the bone for so long, the quality of the bone is poor. So it's very hard to immediately load um, something that where the bone is just, you know, I would kind of think of it as like have wood having termites. But at the same time, we work with some of the best prosthetic people um, in Raleigh. I'm absolutely fabulous uh, prosthodontics or prosthetic specialists who actually create the smile for people. So I always equate Dr. Singletary to a, a Mason, and his name being Macon makes it really easy. But <laughs> when, pa- when patients ask us what's the process, the process is, well, Dr. Singletary, he's the Mason. He lays the foundation. And then you go see your general dentist or your prosthodontist or someone we can send you to who's very well qualified to do this, and they're sort of like the carpenter. They do all the framing and put the roof on. So uh, we really don't get to see the end product all that much until we see them for their follow-up appointment. And I cannot tell you how happy these people are, especially people that were indentureless before and wearing dentures. Um, I recall a case where, you know, a lady, she was in the choir and she sneezed and she launched her upper denture into the front pew. So, I mean, stuff like that. But not only that, but when you're without your dentures, your face collapses. I mean, your lower face. I mean, your teeth come in like everyone's seen like the old witches and things like that. And um, not only that, being in a denture long term, if you've ever seen someone who's worn a traditional denture for a long time, it actually causes the bone to resorb because bone loves to be pulled on. It hates to be pressed. So a lot of times people will be wearing dentures for three, four years, and, they, and they, they stop fitting very well. And they'll go and see the dentist, and they'll make them a new denture. And then they'll come back in four or five years later, and it's like it's not fitting very well. The reason why it's not fitting very well is because the bone is basically being erased and the gum tissue level changes, and they have to get it refitted over and over and over again. So for people that are indigilated, I do think, who already have lost all their teeth, and if there is enough bone and everything else, I think it's a, it's a wonderful, life-changing thing and, I mean, should be pursued. It would be nice if there were just an easy, simple solution, but uh, as often in, as it goes in life, that's usually not the case. Dr. Singletary, we always leave with an action step. What can we do? going forward to make sure that we're on the safe side when it comes to this? Well, first of all, just make sure that you, you get a good evaluation. You, you know, the individual looks at the medical history and the periodontal susceptibility, look at the x-rays, medication, and then always just doesn't hurt to get a second opinion. Excellently said and something that we can all easily do. Well, we are out of time for today on behalf of Macon Singletary and Dan Gordon. I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gum Guru Podcast. If you want to know more about options for replacing missing teeth and how Dr. Singletary can make your smile healthy and functional, check out Dr. Singletary's website at NorthRaleighPerio.com. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the Gum Guru Podcast, send them to contact at NorthRaleighPerio.com. 